Thank you, Lord. I pray today that your eyes and your ears will be open, that you will know and understand what the Word says this morning, the miracle birth of the Christ child. So, I am going to talk about the miracle birth of the eternal God. And we're going to read some of the same scriptures, of course, that we read last week. But it is important. It's so important to hear. And, and we, it shouldn't be just this time of year when we hear the story of Jesus. And so let's look in Luke 1, 26 through 38. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. <clears throat> the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. <clears throat> and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Here we see that the angel Gabriel was sent to Mary to give her the most blessed of all messages. He told her that she was highly favored and she was blessed among women. She was afraid and couldn't understand what the angel was trying to tell her at first. Gabriel told her that she would conceive and have a son. His name would be Jesus. And all of this was so much for her to understand. He would be called the son of the highest and of his kingdom. There would be no end. But Mary said, how can this be? I do not know a man. I'm not married, you know. The angel told her the Holy Spirit would come over her and overshadow her. And her child would be the Son of God. So let's read Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. 
Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from the sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Joseph found out, see here, that she was pregnant. He didn't want to embarrass her or humiliate her, but he didn't know what to do. So while he was asleep, an angel came to him in in a dream and told him that the baby was of the Holy Spirit and that his name was going to be Jesus. So after the angel told him this, he woke up and he, he told Mary, he said, um... He didn't know, you know, what to do. Now, she was a virgin, and she had to stay a virgin. And he, didn't, he did not know her as his, his wife until after Jesus was born. But I'm sure this was all a big shock to Joseph. She, here she was pregnant, and, and, but he wanted to be obedient to the voice of God. And Mary, I'm sure, told him after this, after he woke up from the dream, she told him about the angel Gabriel coming to her and telling her that she would be conceived by the Holy Spirit and bear a son. So let's read Luke 2, 1 through 20. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world, should be registered. This census first took place in Carinus, when Carinus was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone in his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, unto Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of 
of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was that when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said one to another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard, and as it was told them. Here we see that Mary had a long, hard journey on a donkey to Bethlehem to be registered for the census. Do you know Jesus was brought in into Bethlehem on a donkey, and he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey as he, before he was crucified? So, Chester, you have a part in all of this. <laughs> So Mary here, we see that she was in her ninth month of pregnancy. And, um, and when they got to Bethlehem, there was no room in the inn. So Joseph took Mary to a stable. Uh, some accounts say it was a cave opening that they had turned into a stable. Now, I'm going to share with you something that I read that um, there were several people in the Bible in the, in, at that time wrote books in the, that were not published in the Bible. And these are called the Lost Scriptures. And uh, for some reason, they didn't get put in the Bible. But this is an account from, is it James? James. And a thick glory cloud covered the entrance of the cave. So there, there was a cave opening that they had turned into a stable. And a thick glory cloud covered the entrance of the cave. And, the cave. and when the cloud lifted, a great light appeared within so bright that they couldn't see. And when the light departed, they saw a baby in Mary's arms nursing. She was still a virgin. The baby Jesus miraculously came out without childbirth. I want to read to you a scripture here that I read last week. Isaiah 66, 7. It says, before she travailed, she gave birth. 
before her pain came, she delivered a male child. We believe that Mary had no birth pains because pain is a part of the curse, and Jesus came to do away with the curse. Now, as I was studying and, and going through this, I was having a real difficult time. I don't want to preach anything or t teach anything that I don't know for sure is the truth. So I was really struggling and talking to Dorman and really struggling and praying. And I, I, I was getting ready the other morning. I got in the shower and I was, I was saying, Holy Spirit, you've got to tell me the, the truth. You know, we, ha we have the Holy Spirit to tell us the truth. He here, he's here for us. All we have to do is ask of him. Ask him to tell us the truth. So I was praying. I said, Holy Spirit, tell me the truth. And, and I heard very clearly as I was in the shower, I heard, is anything impossible with me? I took a rib out of Adam, and I made a woman. Is anything impossible with me? And so here in the shower, I was saying, God, forgive me for doubting. Forgive me for having doubt. I just repented right there. I said, Lord, forgive me. I want to know the truth because the truth sets us free. And so I believe that a miracle happened. She did not have childbirth pains, as in um, Isaiah 66 says. She did not have a normal pregnant, I mean, normal birth pains or, or normal delivery because it, this baby uh, was a miracle. It just appeared in her arms. And as they, the light lifted, they saw the baby nursing in Mary's arms. She is still a virgin. And as I want to go on and tell you that why she had to stay a virgin. Uh, let's read Micah 5.2. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. This prophecy tells the exact birthplace, which is Bethlehem, and tells of his preexistence from everlasting. This is God. Born in Bethlehem's manger, but existed from all eternity. Let's read Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace, there is no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. God sent his son from his very presence, from the throne of God. God sent his son from his throne. The mighty God, the everlasting father. This is possible because of the relationship of the Trinity. Let's read Galatians 4. 4. 
when the fullness of time had come. I love this. When the fullness of time had come. God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. Adoption means the nature and condition of the true disciples in Christ who by receiving, <clears throat> receiving the Spirit of God into their souls, receiving the Spirit of God into their souls, become sons of God. That's us. We become sons of God. We are adopted. Amen? Amen. And Jesus said this of himself, John 10, 30. I and my Father are one. We are one. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was in the beginning with God. John identifies this member of the Trinity as the Word here. Think of it this way. This one who was in the beginning with God and was God, became flesh, and lived among human beings because of his love for us. I'm going to read that one more time. This one who was in the beginning with God and was God became flesh and lived with us. Jesus Christ always existed and came from heaven to earth in the form of a baby. This is what Jesus said about himself. John 6, 33. For I am the bread of God. Is he, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Who is that bread? It's Jesus. Jesus said, I am the living bread who came down from heaven, John 6, 51. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. He is that living bread that came down from heaven. John 17, 4 through 5 says, I have glorified you on earth, and I, I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. You hear that? Before the world was. He was praying the glory which I had with you before the world was. Jesus and God shared the glory in heaven before all time. Jesus always existed as a co-equal member of the Trinity. He is the pre-existent one, the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
You know, we've just skimmed the surface of all the evidence that proves that Christ pre-existed his earthly birth. By the way he came to earth was through a virgin's womb. Let's read Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even, even the death of the cross. This scripture brings that eternal God from heaven to a bodily appearance. We see here Jesus, the word, you know, took form as a baby. The virgin birth was necessary because why? Adam sinned. And since Adam was the head of the human race, every person born inherits that old sinful nature, that old Adamic nature. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, thus death spread to all men, because all have sinned. We've all sinned simply by inheriting the fallen nature of Adam. The sin nature is passed on from generation to generation. If Christ had come through the normal way of reproduction, he would have also been born with this judgment of sin upon him. See, now listen to that. If Christ had come through the normal way of reproduction, he would have also been born with the same judgment of sin. Because he also would have had it inherited Adam's sinful nature. In order that he might set men free from this, he had to be born in another manner. There was only one way, and that was through the virgin birth and bypassing man's way. To place the activating seed within a virgin, that, was, that had to be by the Holy Spirit. And to bring forth his son through the miracle working power of the Holy Spirit. The very first prophecy to this miracle about the virgin birth is found in Genesis 3:15 where God is talking to the serpent and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel God gave a promise that he would give another seed no seed of Adam can redeem us because it was defective. Where it says her seed is the first reference to the virgin birth in God's word. All humans are, are from the seed of man. 
But the seed of a woman implies a supernatural miracle. Because women do not carry the seed. The power of the Most High overshadowed her. That was the Holy Spirit that overshadowed her. This is the miracle that a woman without a man would conceive, carry, and deliver a child. And that seed was Jesus. Galatians 3.16 says, Now to Abraham and his seed, not seeds, one, his seed, were the promises made. He does not say to seeds, but as of one. And to your seed, who is Christ. Let's look in Galatians 3.19. It says, Till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. The seed. That seed was Jesus. Let's look in Isaiah 7.14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. The reason Jesus had to have an earthly birth is found here in Hebrews 10, 4 through 5. I love this. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sin. Therefore, when he came into the world... He said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. God prepared that body for Jesus. It was a miracle. Animal blood was only payment for sin's debt until, what? The Lamb of God could come. Christ had a body with divine, pure blood prepared in the womb of a virgin so that he could shed the pure blood and die for the sins of the world. He was the Lamb of God. Let's read John 1, 13 through 15. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of God, of flesh, listen to that, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of, a, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John the Baptist bore witness of him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. Did you hear that? He was before me. Speaking of Jesus' preexistence, he was before John. Let's look at this that says, Born, not of blood. What is this talking about? Jesus was not born with normal human blood, but the divine pure blood of God. 
His body and his pure blood was prepared by the Father and placed in the womb of the Virgin Mary by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus shed every drop of that pure blood for you and you and you and for me on the cross so that we could live forever. Every drop of his pure blood was shed for us. And this is the miracle that Jesus was born. Supernatural miracle. Very not anything like we've ever heard of. He appeared in the arms of Mary and was nursing. So let's remember this, this this Christmas season. And thank God for for sending his son from the very throne, from his very throne to us to redeem this world, to redeem us through his holy seed. It had to be the holy seed to redeem us. Let us all remember this as we go into our Christmas and I just pray and bless everyone here that this word will be spread throughout your your families, that the truth will be spread, that we know the truth, and it will set us free. And I pray that the miracle of the pure love of God will fill you, all of you this Christmas season. Amen, in Jesus' name.